Hey there, and welcome to the Binge 10. This is Larry Goldman, and here's your great TV watching advice for the week of March 28th. Um, definitely uh, a, a few steady stream of uh, series and binges have been coming out the last few weeks. Here's what I watched. First of all, there was Cypher. So Cypher is Roku's first original series. It came out last week, and it was called, you know, it's called Cypher, and it started, um, you know, basically no one. Uh, it's advertising-driven, so it's free. I think you have to own Roku, or maybe there's a Roku app you can use uh, on other devices, not so sure. Uh, the story is about an analyst with the NSA who was helping the FBI solve a code that would help them identify some sort of a, a hit list or a death list. It's one of those shows where you really, really want to understand the mystery and how they're going to solve the code and the mystery in the first couple of episodes. You just want to see where it's going and how they're going to get there, no matter how bad the dialogue might be. Uh, but in this case, they don't really ever lead you down the right path. It doesn't get more interesting than you thought it was. And so it's it's really, really tough, difficult for me to recommend Cypher. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is new. This stars Anthony Mackie as the Falcon. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, you know, Mackie was, of course, the Falcon in Avengers. Uh, also stars Sebastian Stan. He reprises his role as Bucky, who is, as you might imagine, the Winter Soldier. Um, and so, of course, he was in the Avengers and all the Captain America movies. This comes out every Friday. And like WandaVision, it takes off right where the Avengers Endgame left. So basically in this uh, series, there seems to be a rogue group of super soldiers. Yes, uh, we think they took the same serum that Steve Rogers and Bucky took. They're causing havoc throughout Europe. Series is a little slow to get started in the first couple episodes, but I got a lot of faith in these guys that they're going to turn it up. Some of the action scenes are absolutely fantastic. If you're a Marvel guy, you, of course, have to watch it. You can't pass on it. So I recommend Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I saw Sky Rojo on Netflix. This comes out of Spain. Uh, I, I watched it in Spanish uh, with English subtitles. Though the dubbing on this one was not too bad. I did have the dubbing on for a little bit. It's the story of three prostitutes uh, who are working at a club called the Bridal Club. They somewhat accidentally, seriously injure their pimp and their madam. So, of course, they go on the run from the mob henchman, uh, mob henchman starring Miguel Angel Sylvester. He's from Sense8 and was the mayor in 30 Coins. So he's showing up quite a bit lately. They're trying to get help from anyone they can along the way, clients, friends, relatives, uh, and of course, different adventures ensue every episode. Um, there is some messaging around human trafficking and sex workers, but there's really a comedic undertone to this whole thing. And it really, really, really works. There's some decent action scenes. There's some very, very funny scenes. 
as they talk about what it means to be a prostitute, how horrible the clients are, how horrible the pimps are, how horrible the job is, or even in some cases what they like about the job. Um, the season doesn't even remotely end in season one, which is a quick watch. You know, it's about eight 30 minute shows. So it's all about setting it up for season two. I recommend Sky Rojo. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, finally, we saw Top Class. This is a docu-series originally on IMDb, but you can watch it through Amazon. So it does have commercials even on Amazon. Um, the documentary is produced by LeBron James. Uh, it's about the Sierra Canyon private school boys basketball team, of course. It's one of those California high schools that recruits nationally for their sports team. There are many of these in California for baseball, for football, basketball. Harvard Westlake also reminds me of, of one, especially for baseball. Um, LeBron James' kid is a freshman at the school. Dwayne Wade's kid is a senior. It, it follows them around the country where they're competing for a national ranking. Interestingly enough, they are not the highest ranked team in the nation. Then, of course, it follows them through the California State Championship, which doesn't finish because it ends right when COVID kicks in, sometime in March 2020. It's well filmed. Filmed. The kids are pretty personable, even though they're all anywhere from 14 to 18. Um, it talks about their relationships uh, on the court and off, what they do for fun, uh, good games, bad games. Uh, it's, it, it doesn't really pull any punches. Um, uh, it does a real good job showing the pressure these kids are under at way too young of an age. It's just high school basketball. Uh, and shows just how competitive high school basket can be at this level. I was a little surprised that uh, both James and Wade wanted to put their kids out there like that, knowing what it, it takes. Um, but it's a good documentary. I recommend Top Class. Um, most of all the series are still rolling. Uh, Servant finished last week. And it looks like we'll, hate to, we'll have to wait till season three for any true clarity. But it looks like Leanne's going to get real, real dark. Um, M. Knight's daughter wrote several episodes this year, which was interesting. We'll see how it goes next year. They do have to figure out a way to end this thing with a really good and interesting finish. They've kind of put us through two seasons that has moved really, really slowly. Uh, the Unicorn finished up last week with some uh, great episodes about colonoscopies. Um, on HBO, Beer Town finished up. It's a five-episode series about a town coming to grips with date rape by one of their celebrity junior hockey players. I think this is out of, I uh, can't remember if it was Norway or Sweden. Um, you know, the town doesn't want to admit that it happened, but they've got to come to grips with, yeah, it did happen. It was okay. Uh, we've seen this show before. So my top 10 series Number 10 is Shameless. I, for some reason, I haven't been putting this on the list. The family is absolutely falling apart as everyone has to get their own place. Uh, Frank has uh, 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 dementia, and they're dealing with that. Um, I think there's only two episodes left. Uh, if you're a fan, you want to definitely watch the end of this. Number nine is Young Rock. Uh, it's back after a week off this week. I think this week is all about uh, young, very young Rock uh, with all the wrestling uh, friends of his dad's. 
Eight, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Seven is Clarice. It's back this week. Took a little uh, March Madness uh, uh, hiatus off. Number six, For All Mankind. It's still an entertaining show. I still like what they're doing with it. They're getting away from the science fiction part of this, getting more political and uh, a little bit more um, character-driven. It was already pretty character-driven. So I bumped this down to six. Generations, they had two episodes on a field trip to San Francisco. That was very enlightening. Uh, Four was Debris. Bit by bit, we're getting to know more about what this ship is trying to accomplish. Number three is Blacklist. I got so excited by the first few episodes here. Uh, And then they just haven't moved the story forward as much as I'd hoped. It's still really interesting. But I dropped it to number three. Number two, Resident Alien. Uh, This Wednesday is season finale. Uh, the scenes at the Alien Conspiracy Convention were absolutely awesome last week. Snowpiercer, I got it at number one this week because it's finishing with a final two-hour finale. I can't wait to see where they're going to go and if they're going to rescue Melanie or not. Um, Still watching uh, The Myth on Netflix. They release like four episodes a week, so it can be tough to keep up. Uh, Bulletproof is also really close to getting in the top 10. Doc Oz is on Jeopardy this week. Um, And, uh, you know, still uh, several other series that you can watch. So what are the best binges so far, specifically in 2021? Number 10 is The One. Story about matchmaking. Number 9, Sky Rojo. We just talked about it. 8, Three Caminos. 7, Bonding. Netflix show about people trying to break into the bondage sadomachic. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, but trying to get into the bondage game. Six is Gamora. Five, tell me your secrets. Number four is WandaVision. Just finished up on Disney Plus. Three, it is a sin. Two, the watch out of the BBC. And number one is Firefly Lane. Lots and lots you can binge, though. That came out this year. Your Honor, 30 Coins, The Stand, Losing Alice on Apple TV, The Investigation from HBO, which just finished up, Tribe of Europa, and, of course, The Servant that just finished up. A lot of stuff coming out this week. Invincible animated series from The Walking Dead creator, Kirkman. He's not the creator of the TV show. He's the creator of the Original Walking Dead comic book. Solar Opposites on Hulu comes out with season two. I didn't really dig season one. City on a Hill with Kevin Bacon on Showtime on Sundays. Godzilla vs. Kong comes out on Wednesday, HBO Max. Uh, This is an interesting one. Connect Four comes out this week. Huge cast. Hugh Jackman, Pitbull, Daniel Day-Lewis. My understanding is you can only watch this inside a Tesla car. I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. Um, Law and Order, Organized Crime comes out this week. Chris Maloney returns. Made for Love on HBO Max. This is Ray Romano's new show. Manifest. I said that this one was not recommended at the end of last season. It got really old. The acting got really, really off. But in full disclosure, I did still keep watching it. I'll probably watch the premiere on Thursday on NBC. Thursday is also, just in general, opening day of baseball. Plenty of TV to watch there. The Moody's are also on Thursday. Dennis Leary's new show on Fox. 
The Serpent, Friday on Netflix. And there are tons of foreign dramas coming out on Netflix. So, uh, I did catch a couple movies over the last couple weeks. Zack Snyder's Justice League was phenomenal. People are, of course, going to analyze this to death. Uh, but plain and simple, it's just that good. Uh, I'm just amazed at how someone, given the same footage, could change the plot so much, change the quality of the show, the entertainment value so much with virtually the same footage. I thought this was really great. The story was great. The action scenes are great. Four hours went by almost like nothing. To be honest, if you're comparing four-hour movies, I thought this was better than Avengers Endgame. Bad Trip with Eric Andre. This is a movie that works like Borat, okay? I think it was on Netflix. So there's a script, there's a plot, there's a story. But each scene is filmed with non-actors who don't know the joke is on them. There's, of course, some really great pranks, and you have to watch the credit scenes where they tell people that they're on a hidden camera. Some of the jokes are a little stale, or they just don't quite work out. Uh, but I got some really good laughs on this. Uh, I would say Bad Trip is okay. Uh, finally, the Skylines trilogy. So Netflix was really pushing uh, Skylines as one of their top movies of the week. Uh, I think that was last week. So I thought I would watch it, but I figured out right away that it was actually the third movie of a trilogy. So I started all the way back from the beginning. The trilogy is Skyline, Beyond Skyline, and then Skylines. Uh, as far as B science fiction movies go, these are awesome. Very entertaining. A story that somewhat sticks together about aliens invading Earth. We fight back. We try to steal technology. We've got a kid that's half alien that can control their technology. Very, very solid B-movie stuff. Hey, that's me for this week. We'll catch you next week for more Binge Tan. Tweet all my thumbs just for a bit. I'm sick of